Hello. Welcome back into the podcast, Dodge Into the Ravine. It is your host today, Young Stud, accompanied by his co-host today, and Jacob. Here to talk some Dodger baseball. Saw some uh, pretty good action over the weekend as we forecasted. I mean, anybody could have foreseen that come in. These two teams are phenomenal against each other. And uh, Jacob, before we do get into it, as always, it's cracking. Uh, just chilling, man. Just uh, just been watching the games. Been watching a little bit of hockey here and there. Uh, I know that the basketball playoffs are heating up a bit now too. And uh, yeah, mainly just been chilling. Just uh, just been enjoying all the sports that are on right now. A lot of playoff action. Yeah, I'm glad you say that um, because I, I say what's cracking because I am watching the Kraken as I speak. So Seattle Kraken. <laughs> I see what you did. Uh, yeah. Uh, but with that all being said, uh, the Dodgers victorious over the weekend in San Diego, uh, coming out with two out of three. And we talked about that. Uh, I didn't think anybody would sweep the series, the Dodgers or the Padres. Um, it could have gone either way. You know, all three games were close. But at the end of the day, the Dodgers did come out with the win. In a timely fashion, I mean, pretty dramatic fashion here at the last Sunday night baseball game. But uh, as always, we'll start in chronological order. We got to talk about Friday's loss. Um, Friday's loss. Clint Kershaw got the nod on Friday. And really, it was just a Fernando Tatis Jr. show. It just was. It was the Tatis show, um, his first weekend series of him being back in the big leagues, Friday night game and all that. City Connects for the Padres. And in the second time in his career, he hit two home runs off of Clayton Kershaw. And I don't know if you know, but the first time he did that, we were there. The, his first multi-home run game off of Clayton Kershaw, we were there. Uh, and that was the anniversary of his dad hitting two grand slams in the same game some odd years later. But uh, And so to this day, Tatis Jr. is the only player in MLB with two multi-homer games off of Clayton Kershaw. Was it that game four from the playoffs last year where you did it? No, it was 2021. Remember that? It was the first, it was our, I know it was my first game of 2021. Um, oh, it was a regular series game? It was a regular reg- season. It was in April. Oh, because okay. I know that playoff game we went to, Tatis did hit a home run off him, so... No, the, I think you're thinking Machado. Oh, Machado. It was Machado. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Machado. Well, 2021, so that was, like, right before the, uh, the whole, like, suspension thing came out for him, right? Uh, it was early in the year. It was April. So, I mean, he, he played the entire 21 season. But um, Tatis, really, though, besides playing Kershaw, he has just owned the Dodgers in his career. I mean, this is just what we're accustomed to seeing. And 15 home runs – already versus the Dodgers in his career. That's that's a lot of homers versus the Dodgers. And uh, just for like an example, I think Max Muncy has 25 versus the Giants or something like that. So Tatis is right up there with him uh, and just killing the Dodgers. And, you know, for me, like as a fan of the game, as a Dodger fan, like, yeah, you know, you want to see your team win, but I want to see this guy do well personally. I know you don't share the same sentiments. I, I know you'd rather not see him homer against the Dodgers, but, you know, I don't mind, especially if I'm paying to see him play. I don't mind, but uh, especially since it's definitely good for the game. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, Tatis is a uh, like I okay. said, I think he's the face of baseball. Besides Otani and all that, I think five years from now he should be the face of baseball. I'd say he definitely has like the I wouldn't say the ego, but he has like the attitude to it. Like he can uh like he can I mean, he can he's easily got, he's got all the tools. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a he's a very accessible man when it like marketable I feel like. and all that. Yeah, marketable, like like business wise, he's like a he was a good signing business wise. But yeah, what what you said about him having uh what was it, fifteen home runs versus the Dodgers? Yeah. That 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 is a pretty crazy number because some of these guys throughout their careers they end up getting like you know, let's say like a like a Chipper Jones type guy. Um, like Mets would be the rival, Nationals would be the rival. I remember seeing a couple posts about these, but like pretty much like a three thousand career hitter, they would average about like two hundred to three hundred hits versus like everybody in their division. So that'll be pretty interesting to see like throughout his career how many home runs he can hit versus us. So that's a that's a pretty like weird stat right there. Yeah, I mean, if everything goes well, which it, it should, at least for the Padres' hopes, uh, he should be a San Diego Padre for at least another 12 or 13 more years um, for a while. So uh, he'll be a Padre for a long, long time, killing the Dodgers for a long, long time. And uh, I do enjoy seeing him play. Uh, I look forward to hopefully being out there next weekend when the Padres uh, play the Dodgers up at Dodger Stadium. But uh, And he's pretty young, too. Yeah, he's 23 years old or something like that, 24. So um, He won't even be in his 40s when his contract expires. So he, he, He's not even in his prime yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, the Padres got that good, like, 14-year stretch with him. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll see Tatis uh, again in a week. But uh, notable is on Friday, uh, Hugh Darvish, six innings, six and two-thirds with a win. Four hits, one earned run, six case. Yet again, the Dodgers really could not solve Yu Darvish out there. And as the series progressed and up until literally the last out today, I, I thought the Dodgers were just going to struggle here in, in San Diego, right? It looked like they were going to lose the series. Um, like There was like a pretty good chance of that happening until Mookie Betts homeward, but, uh, which we'll get into. But again, they scored two runs on, on Friday night. Again, you know, had some chances, but just could not get the big hit, just like we saw last postseason. So I, I don't know what's going on with the Dodgers and, and Peco Park in San Diego, but all of a sudden they just cannot seem to hit there. Um, I know they finally broke out at the end today, but I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, they just cannot seem to really find their offensive mojo at Peco Park. No, yeah, they really can't. A lot of guys seem to just be uncomfortable there or they don't like – Specifically, what I'm talking about is Max Muncy. You know, he just uh, – I had mentioned it to you before we started the pod. He swung at ball four and ball five. Like, that's 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 just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, Max Muncy is an interesting uh, fellow. You know, I, I know a lot of people like Max Muncy, I guess. I'm not saying I don't like Max Muncy, but – uh, I don't see Max Muncy as this amazing player, you know, cleanup hitter, like just awesome cleanup hitter. I, I don't see him as that. Yeah, he's fine, but I don't see him as that. And you know, Max Muncy has his struggles. Um, like I said, he came off a good month of April. So, so start to uh, to May. Of course, he did walk off the Grand Slam against the Phillies. But 
Um, we'll see how it continues here uh, on this road trip. Uh, Tati's shooting, like we mentioned, Super 5 on Friday with two home runs, three RBIs. Uh, he really just beat the Dodgers all by himself. And just an electric player, just an electric player. You'd love to see him uh, out there back in the game. Baseball needs that. And Demichado, two for three with a couple walks and two runs on Friday. So any takeaway from Friday's game? Uh, I know it's um, two days later, but uh, when you saw that game happen, I know I was just disappointed because the same thing happened last year. So. Yeah, I had a, I was actually watching the game when uh, Tatis hit his first home run. So, and then, like, later on, I think it was maybe, like, the eighth, it was either the eighth or the ninth inning. Like, I think I watched, like, one pitch maybe, but I seen the score. I heard what had happened. And it's just like, you got your ace out there. You know, he's, he's throwing everything he can. And it he had two pitches where Tatis made good, good contact. No, I don't even say good contact. Just two pitches where Tatis connected. He got all of it. And then that's literally it. Like, those type of games, they're not bad. They're not bad pitching-wise. But offensively, you just you need to have that support there. So. I would say, like, just from that game, offensively, it was just disasterful. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't know if it's a, pit, a hitting coach thing. Uh, Van Skoyak, not the biggest fan of him, I will be honest. I know Brent Brown went to Miami, but I don't know if it was Brent Brown or both or Van Skoyak only, but I would like to see a change of approach with the Dodgers. I, I still just, you know, I look up and down this lineup, see some averages, not, you know, super exciting stuff. I know overall baseball averages are down, but still with the Dodgers, more down than other teams, I would say. Um, Hater with the save on Friday night. And we got to touch on this because people were outraged over this, Dodger fans specifically. Um, the Kershaw meme that the Padres showed after they won the scoreboard. What are your thoughts on it? Do you care? Were you as mad? Are you still as mad? Does it bother you, the Kershaw meme that you that I showed you? Yeah, um, when when I first saw it, like that night, yeah, I was a little mad about it. I was like, so my initial my initial reaction was like, the Padres really like they're trying to clown on Kershaw, like his his entire legacy destroys that whole city, like the whole, the whole city of sporting in San Diego, like Kershaw just. I'd rather have Kershaw than any type of championship than in San Diego. Like, it's just, there's no really trying to, like, deuce him down. But then Kershaw came out, you know, he laughed about it. He said, oh, if you don't want it, if you don't want that to happen, then the pitch better. So, you know, Kershaw took it lightly. And then, you know, because of Kershaw's reaction, I kind of toned down a bit on it. And then, yeah, just, you know, Padres are just joking around. You know, it's just being friendly. Not being friendly, being joke-matic, being me-matic, whatever it is, but... It was funny, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned it. He did say he needs to pitch better, or if you don't like, you pitch better. And I love that because that that was pretty much my whole like uh, reaction to it. It's like, okay, well, win, win the game, win the game. You don't want to see that, win the game. I mean, it, but you don't see any other teams doing that. Though, I, I, so it's like that, to that degree, it's, yeah, it's, I understand it's Kershaw, but, it's like it's like okay. I mean. I know they showed it on the video board in the ballpark, but I mean, you just go for example. Like, we don't we don't complain about team social media posts, do we? Like, we don't see players complain because 
especially on Twitter, you see all the time like teams coming up with memes on social media, and and we don't see anything about that. So I, I don't. I, I think it's just rhetorical that uh, Dodger fans are mad over. It. Yeah, it, it's it was you know out of hand, or I guess you could say, but it was out uh, of pocket. You don't do that to Kershaw. But um, I'm not team mad about it. I'm, I'm still not mad about it. I wasn't as mad about it. And uh, guess what? The Dodgers won the next two games. So uh, there was no video montage after the fact, right? They won. They shut them up. So that's what had to happen, and they won. And I wanted to see that happen. Just win the game, and who cares? Um, but it's like, no, like, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's like, where's the class at, you know? Like, there's 29 other teams out there that won't do that. Like, they just won't do that. And, like, I know, I know. San yeah. Diego's coming. They're trying to... They're trying to match that little energy with Dodgers. They're trying to make themselves known, which they've been doing, right? But it's like, we, we, we I know it's a joke. We all know it's a joke. It's funny, but it's like, come on, like, it, it's funny, but like, really, like that's like that's like the humor. You're gonna throw like a, a meme of the goat crying, like, like come on, like, like, like Will Ferrell said, an anchorman, stay classy, San Diego. Like, come on. Yeah. San Diego doesn't Stay know class. much about class. I will say that. I mean, like I have a lot of Padre fans on my on my YouTube channel that that come in and out, and uh, most of them are pretty nice. Most of them support me. There are a couple of fans with everybody that are just out of pocket, but overall, though, that Friday game happened, and that was the only loss of the series. The Dodgers would win on Saturday by a score of two to one. Uh, yet again, a, a, a low close scoring game as always it just seems like always every time these two teams play it's within three runs i mean there's no really blowouts between these two teams it's remarkable i mean these these teams are really even as we saw last year and um the dodgers backed by dustin may on saturday got the win may six innings pitch three hits no one run six k's uh, his counterpart blake's now six innings pitch one hit two earned runs and six k's uh, we all series long, we saw all three aces. We could say uh, match up against each other, and they were all really good pitching matchups. And the pitching really uh, shut out this weekend, including Dustin May. Yeah, I remember last episode we had said, uh, you know, all three aces were going out. It was going to be a good pitching matchup, and uh, it was. You know, they were all low scoring games, and then even in the right like past seasons, like you said, it just always seems like they're within like a three to five run differential. And it's because, like, the, they're pretty even. You know, they – I would say on paper, the Padres are way better. Like, you just look at that lineup and it's like, why haven't they won – like, I know they just got Xander, but, like, you know, why aren't they – why aren't they better than what they currently are, stat, like, paper-wise? But, um, like, this Dodgers team, they're, they're young, they're rebuilding, but they're not bad. Like, they can it's, – it's progressive, especially versus a good team like the Padres. It's just progressive, and you kind of seen that tonight. Yeah, these two teams will be going at it, I think, for a lot of years. Um, the Padres got a lot of their stars locked up and looking to lock up Josh Hader as well as his contract is up, and so I think they're going to lock him up as well. So pretty much the whole team is locked up, at least their cornerstones, and, and these teams will be at it uh, for a while, and that's great. I mean, this is great for baseball. Mookie Betts was asked a question today on Saturday Night Baseball, and we'll get to that. But uh, Saturday night, two to one win again. Dodgers can't really hit, but they they do just enough to squander out a victory on Saturday night. 
Um, Tatis Jr., three for four on Saturday night with a double and an RBI. But uh, Phillips, Evan Phillips came in with the save. You know, after this weekend, I can – I think I could say that I'm pretty confident in Evan Phillips now. Like, I I was kind of, like, on the edge. And now – because I know everybody loves him. But now I was not there yet. But now I I think I'm there. Yeah. I I think a lot of the guys just after the whole paternity thing with their wives, they're just – they're feeling better. And uh, we've seen Phillips when he was really good. And, uh, you know, maybe this is his little – this is a little comeback. I know I had said earlier in the season that maybe it was Phillips or Vesia, maybe even Gratterall. But, um, you know, nonetheless, you know, Gratterall is still out there. Vesia, you know, got sent down. But Phillips looked good tonight, and uh, he also looked good on Saturday night too. Yeah, so maybe, just maybe, the Dodgers are finally getting a closer. I mean – a lot of the people suspected it would be Evan Phillips. I wasn't there yet, like I said, to say he's the outright closer because um, I had not seen it in the ninth inning. But so far to begin this year, he looked pretty good in the ninth inning. And, and I think from now on, you go to Evan Phillips in ninth inning and close games. So uh, I'd be hoping to see that at least. And if he does really good the next series or two, he's definitely the, the guy to go to in the ninth inning. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Another guy who's doing really well, but I really, really say is a closer spot, uh, Caleb Ferguson. You know, that, that seventh, eighth inning spot, he's uh, – I believe he did pitch earlier today for the Sunday's night yes. game. Yeah, and he did uh, – it was the tenth – no, it was the – Ninth inning. Was, yeah, I was going to say the ninth or the tenth, but no, Phillips came in for the tenth and got the save, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ferguson, he looks really good. Um, He looks comfortable out there too, so that's good to see. Yeah, Caleb Ferguson now with a 126 ERA. I mean, uh, I know he had Tommy John a year or two ago when he was out like the whole season, but he's back and he looks really, really good. And this is a guy, right? This is a lefty that I'm confident in. Like Alex Vestia is just out there praying that it gets by hitters. Caleb Ferguson is pitching, knowing where to, you know, command the ball, has control, is calm out there, is poised. He looks good, and uh, the Dodgers really needed that out of the left-hander. Yeah, I agree. He's even got some nice break on him, too. I believe he throws a, a slider, or maybe it's a sweeper, but he's got some nice movement on that as well. Yeah, and then Phillips, uh, as we were talking about, 225 RA. So Phillips and Ferguson locked it down today for the Dodgers. Uh, those two guys are, are pretty high leverage, I would say, at this point right now. Um, so I, I'm pretty confident in those two guys to get the job done when called upon. Um, so after Saturday, the series is tied now, one apiece, which tonight's game, Sunday night baseball game, uh, a rare Sunday night baseball game between two West Coast teams, the Dodgers and the Padres. It's usually always like the Mets or the Phillies or the Red Sox or the Cubs or the Cardinals. Or Bray. It's, it's always like East Coast teams, the Yankees. Um, so finally get some West Coast love out there on, on ESPN, but and by the way, the ESPN crew, I, I know they don't, you know, <laughs> they don't follow these two teams every day, but con- like there were some great school mistakes out there. I don't know if you caught them. Um, I, I, I wasn't really listening to the announcers, but I did hear what they told Mookie, like through the, like after he hit that home run. And that was just like, like 
they, they don't know what they're doing, man. There's just there's so many dumb companies out there putting in dumb announcers. Like, just put Joe Davis on everything at this point. Yeah. Um, at Joe Davis. I mean, Joe Davis, even Joe Davis. Like, unfortunately for the Dodgers and us fans, Joe Davis is like a national guy now, and he's basically like only calls half the games, which really sucks because we're stuck with Steven Nelson. And um, it, it just, <laughs> I wish I wish Joe Davis would be there every game, but you know things are the way they are. And um, but these ESPN guys, most notably, uh, I think it was Carl Ravitch. He said that the Padres could have swept us. I mean, the Dodgers won Saturday night. How does he not know that coming into today's game? I, I don't think that was an error on his part. I, I, I think he just did not do his research. I, I don't know how you do not know that stat going into the game. Um, what, what was the stat you said right now? My bad. Carl Ravage said the Padres were going to sweep the Dodgers if they held on. Oh, he said they were going to sweep us? Yeah. After we had one Saturday night? Yeah. That's... I mean, maybe he just forgot. Like I don't know. Maybe like did he umpire that? Like the the umpires do the whole series, right? Or they like individual? Yeah. Games? Yeah, they, like, they maybe, stay a series. Maybe so. he just like he probably doesn't care. He just only does like strikes and like balls, maybe. So um, I don't know. And then uh, Eduardo Perez. Uh, this is what a superstar looks like, Fernando. Did you hear that? Did you catch that? When yeah, that's, that's what I was talking about. Uh, that was that was out of pocket. That was definitely out of pocket. Uh, and again, we could just be going off of off the rails here. Like he didn't mean it that way, maybe, but that was that was pretty out of pocket if he didn't mean it that way. Because <laughs> Tatis is a top five, top three player in my opinion. So, yeah, I I definitely don't think he meant it. I think it was just. Just maybe trying to just just say something cool, most likely. But, like, yeah, re- in his own respective rights, Tatis is a superstar. Like, I don't I don't know where that guy got saying. That's what a that's what a superstar looks like, Nando. Like, like what? Like, <laughs> it was pretty funny, though, looking back at it. It was pretty funny, yeah. especially the it camera was, shot. Yeah, it was funny, but it was just like, like, out of all the things you could say after a home run, like, in a clutch spot, like, like that's what you came up with, like I don't know. Yeah, so the Dodgers um, escaped with a Sunday victory, five to two over the San Diego Padres. Joe Musgrove versus Julio Arias. Musgrove five innings pitched, two hits, no earned runs, five Ks. Arias uh, five and two thirds innings pitched, eight hits. Um, his ERA now is three seven seven on the year. Arias has been fine. Um, he hasn't been electric or lights out. He hasn't been awful. He's just been fine. Um, Again, we're only a month, a little bit over a month now into the season. I think as the summer, you know, comes, I think Arias will get better as he goes along, as he usually does. Yeah, Julio is usually pretty good every season, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt Julio just on his star testament. Yeah, Machado three for five today with a double RBI and a run. Will Smith two for four with two doubles. Walk and an RBI today as well, which Will Smith leads the team currently in average, followed by Freddie Freeman at 295 and James Dobbin at 274. So those are your top three hitters for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And and again, this was a pretty close game after the Padres 
scored two early runs in the first inning, bang, bang, uh, you know, before you even got your nachos to sit down, they were already up 2 nothing on the Dodgers. And that lead held into the sixth inning where the Dodgers scored off of Will Smith double and then uh, down to the last out. Mookie Betts finally delivered in a clutch spot, and uh, he tied the game off of Josh Hader, uh, no less. Um, you know, I, I knew off the bat that ball had a pretty good chance to get out, and, and it did. And um, you just love to see those things off of Mookie Betts. Like, we need to see more of that off of Mookie Betts. I know we can't do it every time, but as much as possible, we need to see Mookie Betts coming through in the clutch. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, that's exactly what we paid him for. That's why he's on this team. Like if he's not like if he's not doing this like every other month or so, like it's, it's I wanna say it's concerning, but it's just like come on. But yeah, you once that ball was hit, it looked like you made good contact on it. He pulled his hands inside, it looked like that ball was a bit in. And yeah, he got it. And I think uh I think a Dodger fan ended up getting it, didn't they? That I did not see. Oh, okay. I seen, like, the ball skip, skip, and then, like, seen a Dodger fan get excited, so I thought maybe they got the ball. There were a lot of Dodger fans there. There was a lot of Dodger fans. Um, there was, always, yeah. As always in San Diego. Um, so that's out of the game with two outs in the ninth inning, so it tied the game at 2-2 two to two and uh, really shocked the Padres. They, they really couldn't recover from that uh, in their camo uniforms. Just got to say, I love the camo. Um, and then we mentioned Caleb Ferguson came in the ninth inning, shut it down. So you go to the extra innings, and I think it's the first extra inning game all year long. I mean, that kind of shocked me. I had a double take on that because I don't remember another extra inning game this year. I think this was the first one. It's been like 40 games, 36 games. So um, there hasn't been – so there hasn't been like – oh, no, there there could be bottom of the ninth walk-offs, but – yeah. We've had a couple walk-offs, but we had not yeah. gotten to extra innings. And so this was the first one. And really, if you follow this team over the last number of years, you know that they are not very good in extra innings. I mean, it's really a recipe of their, their team. Like, they cannot manufacture runs all that well. And they have not been good in extra innings today, though. Not the case. They manufactured a run with Michael Bush. Well, I think Michael Bush needs to get some love. I think he needs to get in there. Like, he should be playing over Miguel Rojas one way or another. Find a way to get Bush in the lineup. Rojas, that contract is terrible. Yeah, I don't – I really don't know why they gave him a two-year extension. When at, at the time, it seemed, like, probable and it seemed smart just because, like, at the time, the team really – I feel like the team didn't really know where they were going to go. I mean, they had Lux – and then they had Vargas, Bush. So, but um, yeah, Michael Bush definitely needs more playing time. Um, I don't know. Maybe Miguel Rojas is a trade candidate later on. So, but yeah, Michael Bush definitely needs to be put in there more often. Um, even if it's over Jason Hayward, I believe he he's an outfielder too, right? You know that I I don't know if they're working him out in left field. I mean, maybe. But he needs to find a way in there. I know his primary yeah. second base. Okay, so he came up as a second baseman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, if Muncie is gone, you got Vargas at third, and then you literally just go with the young core in the infield with Freeman. Yeah, and uh, 
So Bush, I do like Bush a lot. I think he's shown a lot of potential. Well, then, and James Altman, James Altman coming through again in the clutch with a big home run. Uh, I would love to see that in October. That would be pretty electric. But James Altman uh, with a two-run shot to really, I would say, put it away, but really get the Dodgers egg a nice cushion to to go on and win that game five to two over the San Diego Padres. Won the series two out of three in San Diego, which is phenomenal. They improved to twenty-one and fourteen. As the head of Milwaukee, still leading the division now. And they face the Brewers, who are uh, pretty hot. I would say they're the first place team. The Pirates are really falling on hard times here. So the Brewers are about to be in first place. Hopefully after the Dodgers, um, you know, take a their, take that series versus the Milwaukee. But, um, yeah, before we do the Rojas 174 batting average, um, Peralta – where is it at? Peralta, 192 batting average. Trace Thompson, 140 batting average. Your bottom three hitters for the Dodgers lineup. So, <laughs> That's pretty bad. Those averages. Some rough numbers. Yeah, you don't. Ex- we've seen a lot of good from Trace Thompson, and we've also seen a lot of bad. So, just you know, he's not a he's not a bad bench guy. You know, there's gonna be he's not gonna be a starter. Um, I know that in the beginning of the season, he did have that starting role. But, you know, Outman just, you know, Outman and Betts out there, Chris Taylor, you know, those guys are just way more efficient than they are. So they, um, I don't know, maybe one of them gets set down to the minors. Maybe you call up somebody else to give them some time. But, yeah, those those two guys definitely need to, they need to go and hit off the tee, to say the least. Yeah, they gotta they gotta find a way to make it work because that right there, I'm telling you right now, that's not gonna win you a championship. It's all fine and dandy in May, but come October, those three guys cannot be on this team unless they turn it around, obviously. But if that continues, there's no way this team is winning a championship. So uh, whether they make the Dodgers make moves later on, um, something's got to change right there in that bench um, position. As we previewed the next series at Milwaukee, a strange uh, Milwaukee trip here. You know, they're going to be getting in late to uh, Wisconsin. It'll be Gonsolin versus Freddie Peralta Monday. Noah Syndergaard will get a start on Tuesday versus Eric Lauer, the former San Diego Padre. And Clint Kershaw, the matinee finale on Wednesday against Wade Miley. So your final thoughts, I guess, before we end the pod on this upcoming series versus the Brewers. Um, I think, I mean, just hope to get that series win. I'm not, I know the Brewers are kind of in a rebuild mode as well, but not really. I know they still have some veterans on there. Um, pitching wise, you know, I hope Syndergaard does a lot better than he has been. I hope he can get some offensive support. You know, if he's only given up two to four runs, I would say that's good. You know, that's what he can do. But I would say realistically, if he gives up three runs, that's the highest he would like. That's the highest I would like for him to go if he is giving up runs and having a bad day. So, offensive offensive support for Syndergaard. Um, Kershaw, you know, it's Kershaw hopefully could throw another seven innings, get nine, ten strikeouts. And uh, Gonsolin. Gonsolin usually throws about, you know, a good five innings, six innings. So, maybe just see some solid work f- from him. And uh, I know he usually lets his defense work for him. So, we'll just see how he works out there. Yeah, I want to see some runs on the board. 
I want to see some runs scored this series. Milwaukee, pretty big outfit over there in uh, American Family Field. I like to call it uh, Miller Park, but we'll see what the Dodgers do this uh, this upcoming week. A uh, pretty big week as well, again, um, to really keep this momentum going here as they try to get hot. So with that being said, we're going to sign off on this podcast. Appreciate everybody, everything for appreciate everybody for listening in, and we will speak to you guys again on Wednesday. Go Dodgers! Have a good one, everybody. Go Dodgers! <laughs>